0: Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Happy Sunday, guys. I am here to talk to you today about sustainable dieting versus sustainable living. If you follow along on Instagram, you saw that last weekend... I was in Charleston and I was there for a bachelorette weekend, which if any of you listening men or women who have ever traveled for a bachelorette weekend or bachelor weekend, you're probably envisioning lots of alcohol, lots of food, and not really equating that with a successful diet experience. Now, a lot of you are also loyal listeners who know that technically I am in my own fat loss phase. And so you know, I'm about four weeks in, meaning I just finished week four. Now, I'm doing great. I've lost two pounds in four weeks, which is very um, like, perfect as far as progress goes. That means I'm at the half of a pound week marker. And later on in this episode, I'm gonna talk you through how my sustainable dieting was able to work through a weekend of bacheloretting, (laughs) but let's get into it. So a lot of you listening are loyal listeners and some of you listening are actually my clients and you may be listening in the future because this will be on my app, so that's maybe how you came to find this episode. But today we're going to start by talking about the sustainable dieting sustainable dieting and and how i see it and how i talk to especially my clients about this i hope that this helps you understand if what you're doing is not only going to help you make progress but also help you know when you're going a little maybe a little bit too intense in a way that is going to either lead you to hate dieting or potentially um have a tricky relationship with food so to get started sustainable dieting needs to have a timeline on it you cannot diet forever (coughs) i repeat we have an entire episode on this scroll back if you're curious you cannot diet forever so the first and most important thing about sustainable dieting or fat loss is you need to have a timeline And again, I'm going to tell you, I linked it in the show notes. Go back and listen to the You Cannot Diet Forever episode because it's very important and know that you need to set a goal. So you can set a goal of 12 weeks or 16 weeks or maybe you have a special event in mind for the future. Now, let's say you do have a special event in mind. Look at it on your calendar and count the amount of weeks away that it is so for instance if it is eight weeks away yes you can most certainly make progress in eight weeks if it's four weeks away you can feel less bloated but you should not expect a lot of progress to happen in two to four weeks because change takes time And quite honestly, you shouldn't even really expect to see a ton of difference in four weeks, aka one month, if you are taking the sustainable dieting approach. So what science has told us is healthy or sustainable fat loss is one half of a pound to one pound a week. That is what we do with the Dare to Eat program on average if we are looking at the scale. And I tell clients all the time that in four weeks time, Some people see four pounds down, some people see zero pounds down, but they feel better. The scale just hasn't caught up yet. But even the people who don't see a scale change between weeks four and week six will eventually by week eight or week 10, because it's a 12 week program, see the scale Catch up on that half a pound to one pound rate of fat loss. So going back to this whole thing about a timeline, once you let's say it's your Christmas or your Thanksgiving is your well now that we're in the fall, that's your goal of when you want to have lost weight or fat rather. Look at how many weeks it's there. I would not, and I repeat, I would not diet for more than 16 weeks. Yes, some people can diet for 20 i would urge you to do 16 weeks max and most i think 12 to 16 weeks is probably the best it's i've done always done 16 week preps for bodybuilding competitions and all of my clients do 12 week programs and with the option to extend a month if they would like and if i deem necessary and healthy so step one of sustainable dieting is set a timeline Do not expect crazy results in a month and know that you can make some strides in eight weeks, but eight weeks is generally um, the shortest amount of time that I would commit. Now, moving on, sustainable dieting. Tip number two, you want to make sure that (laughs) I call it the banana trick at the end of the day. You want to use the banana trick and this is to decide if you are close to energy balance because in sustainable dieting, you want to make sure that you're getting close to energy balance. So what I do personally for my clients is I set their calorie targets at right around energy balance and I put a link to an article in my, in the show notes that I wrote years ago about how... Um, Lean, it's the best way to lean out is to actually eat your maintenance calories so maintenance calories are the amount of calories that you know that you would burn just at rest based on your body weight and your age so if you take your body weight times 13 that's generally your maintenance calories if you were to like be on bed rest all day now if you get up even if you're just not working out but you're just living your life you're fidgeting you're walking to your car you're walking through your work hallways whatever you're gonna burn more than your maintenance calories so i use maintenance calories as like a medium day and then i put my clients higher calorie days above that and their low calorie days below that so that generally speaking they're at pretty close to maintenance Um, that then creates a deficit that's very manageable it's kind of like putting five dollars in a jar every single week because you're not going to miss five dollars but over the course of a year you're going to have some money saved up so that being said going back to the banana trick is that especially if you're not tracking calories when you get in bed at night you should not feel starving i repeat you should not feel starving um But you also shouldn't feel like you ate Thanksgiving dinner. So the perfect way to test if you're in a slight calorie deficit, and I just use a banana as a random example and decided to call it the banana trick, but you should feel like you could go for a banana. Like, yeah, sure, I could have a banana. I'm like hungry enough that I could eat a full banana, but I don't need it. But yeah, I have room in my belly for that. So I tell all my clients to think about the banana trick because that way we know that, yeah, they're in a slight deficit, but they're not completely starving. And I also want to note that you don't need to feel that amount of like snacky hunger every single night. Some nights you might just feel perfect. Not full, not hungry, just just right. <laughs> um, so tip number two is utilize the banana trick. See how you feel when you're going to bed. Now, tip number three... Your calories should be, or your nutrition if you're not tracking calories, should be the first and utmost priority. During a sustainable diet, you should not be relying on hours of exercise, be it cardio or lifting, in order to make progress. Your diet alone should be able to help you lose fat because you are putting that as priority number one. You're not gonna try to outrun the brownie that you ate the night before. You're not trying to do two hour workout on a Saturday because you're going out to like a birthday dinner bender that night. It's all about keeping your nutrition in check as the priority. And again, if you're not tracking calories, the banana trick is a really good way to know that you're in that slight deficit. And if you are tracking calories, you can manipulate those numbers if you're looking at your progress on a week to week basis so that maybe you have a lower and medium calorie days during the week and your high calorie days on the weekend then you do have more wiggle room as far as how much you're eating because you know for the week as a whole you've hit your calorie goal and you are creating a deficit and progress is going to happen so tip number three i repeat is keep your calories or just in general your nutrition priority number One, Do not rely on exercise. Now, a lot of you are probably asking, how much exercise should I do? And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but today we're going to talk about it again. And in this tips um, context, three to four workouts a week are fine for fat loss. And if you're like the person who's super busy traveling or with work or in just a busy season of life and you're thinking, wow, that sounds challenging, even two to three can work during fat loss, if that's all you can manage. And you can do little life hacks like taking the scares every time you go in and out of your apartment just to get a little bit more activity if you're someone who doesn't have time for the gym or an out-home workout during your fat loss timeline. Um, three to four is great. If you're going to do five, I would highly encourage you to um, make one of those days a yoga day, <laughs> or lift without any type of cardio or plyos in it so that you are not extra hungry because we know and exercises energy output we know that that is going to spike our cortisol and it is going to make us hungry not to mention you kind of do need some more energy in order to perform an intense workout so instead of burning the candle at both ends do a more moderate workout and rely on hitting your calories first Instead of saying, I'm going to do this really intense exercise and then I'm going to eat more because I burned off stuff. Like the actual ability to perfectly um, corroborate a ca- calories out versus calories in is. Is entirely imprecise and hard to um, figure out. And it's actually much easier to control and know exactly how many calories you're putting into your body versus the burn. The calorie burn is always imprecise. I mean, calories in general is an imprecise, inexact science, but we can more easily wrap our arms around how many calories we're putting in and assure ourselves that we are eating at a calorie deficit than we can be so sure about, oh, I burned 500 calories, because you might have and you might not have. i don't think it's that accurate and i know from personal experience that relying on calorie burn does not work a long 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 time ago in 2016 well that's like halfway through my business but i actually did this and i posted about it on my crossroads of Fit- fitness weekly update and i ended up somehow salvaging um just staying at my maintenance that whole summer that i did it um, but it does not work for fat loss so do not rely on calories burned and make hitting calories first priority now Tip number four for sustainable dieting, and then we're going to move on to sustainable living, is nothing should be off limits. So what do I mean by that? Um, People will often say, I'm going to quit sugar. I'm going to quit carbs. I'm going to quit alcohol. I'm going to stop eating bread. I'm cutting out cookies, all these different things as their own strategy to, um, I don't know, lose weight. Now, this is very unhealthy because one, you're demonizing foods that are not inherently bad and... You're not focusing on the positives of like abundance, which are how much color can I get today? What can I include to satisfy me mentally, physically, emotionally? Uh, Because those things are important too. If you feel emotionally starved and you're not enjoying your food, then you're going to be counting down the seconds until your diet quote unquote ends. Now, part of why I'm doing this episode is because if you have a sustainable diet, you will also have a sustainable life after the diet i repeat if you have a sustainable diet you will have a sustainable life after the diet so that being said you're going to notice that a lot of the things in sustainable living would also be important and are important for sustainable dieting and we're going to get to those in a minute Uh, but i just want to reiterate that Nothing should be off limits. And the best way to feel as though nothing is off limits, in my opinion, is to track calories or amounts in some way, shape, or form. Because let's say that I typically have an extra afternoon snack on Fridays and I like having an extra piece of toast in the morning, and maybe I have a really big portion of something at lunch and a cookie after dinner but I know that I'm going out to a birthday party or on a date night and I'm going to want two glasses of wine that's going to be plus or minus 300 calories. Now knowing that I can say, oh man, I'd rather have wine over everything today. My goal in the this day is to have wine. Then I'm going to take out the extra piece of toast in my breakfast. And I'm going to take out the cookie at dinner. And those two things alone may free up enough calories for me to have that wine guilt-free. Hit my calories and move on. Obviously, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Um, you can't really eat every dessert at every meal and pasta and all of the things but I speak from experience and those of you who have followed me since my bodybuilding days you know that I never ever 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 gave up alcohol during my bodybuilding seasons of life. In fact I had a martini the night before my bodybuilding competition in 2015. Um, so that being said In order to have a sustainable diet, do not take anything off limits, but rather figure out how much you can eat to maintain a calorie deficit over time. Now, moving on to sustainable living. Now, when I think about living, I think of fullness and vitality as Bridget Carroll said in our gut health and wellness update. And I'm going to link that below because it is one of the best episodes to date. Um, but she talked a lot about vitality. Now, how does one achieve vitality? Um, Obviously, having empowered, um, well-fed mitochondria, and having healthy uh, mental health and brain health, um, having a good gut. So, one of the f- the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think about sustainable living, meaning longevity and vitality in life, when with regards again to nutrition, is color getting all the colors is going to n- help you understand that you are getting multiple micronutrients. So, you know, vitamin C's and things that are red or orange and antioxidants and things that are blue or purple and dark leafy greens for vitamin K and vitamin A. Um, foods too with vitamin D like mushrooms. So thinking about what you've eaten with regards to color can be super enlightening and making sure you get multiple colors a day is going to ensure that you are getting those micronutrients for sustainable living now this one also crosses over with sustainable dieting your body when operating at a calorie deficit needs all the help that it can at the cellular level so definitely prioritize color during sustainable dieting now number two of sustainable living with regards to nutrition Exercise moderately. This also crosses over with sustainable dieting. Um, There never should be a point where you feel like your exercise life is interfering with your personal life. Obviously, as a mom, you might feel guilt because it's just how we are as parents and men as well if you have to sneak away to go to the gym on the Saturday morning. But the people I know who are sneaking away from the gym, my clients, to get their own time before their kids are up or whatever, it's because that's day three of their three days of exercise that week. That's not their, you know, ninth workout of the week. So they deserve that. You deserve that listening. And absolutely try to get those three to four workouts a week if you can. I think it's really important. And with regards to that, strength training should always be First in line of priorities. Cardio is going to give you a very sexy heart. Cardiovascular health is important, but it is not and should not be used to maintain your waistline. Um, When I move out of a fat loss phase and into more of a sustainable living phase myself, I do find that I'll do a little bit more um, exercise. Um, in, in certain times, so for instance, if I'm traveling, I might do weekend workouts because I wanna run around the new city that I'm in to explore and it pairs very well if you are eating slightly more calories because you just feel active, you have the energy to do it because you're not in a calorie deficit. So sometimes I actually err on the side of a little bit more exercise when I'm in a sustainable living phase because I simply have more energy because I'm not tracking every morsel of food and ensuring that I'm in a significant enough deficit to lose fat. So you may find that you have slightly more exercise in this phase of life when you're not dieting, but it's generally because you just, it just sounds fun. If you like being active, you're going to be more inclined to be active because you have more energy to burn off. Uh, but I don't, again, this is not to say that you need to burn off your food at all, because again, go back to tip number three in sustainable dieting, because that's, um, Exercise should be used for general health, wellness, and bone health, and strength, not for your waistline. Um, Tip number three, protein. I just wanted to note this because... During the Dare to Eat program, if you've done it, if you know about it, if you've listened about it, you know that protein is very important during fat loss. Because, I mean, it is. It's going to keep you full for longer, and it's going to help spare your muscles when you're in a calorie deficit because your body will burn fat and muscle during a calorie deficit. And if your muscles are being fed protein, there's a tiny, like, tiny, tiny, tiny chance that you're helping spare those muscles. Um, But protein should also be... A very important part of your life just in sustainable living. It's going to help keep your body strong and healthy and full. And for most people, if you've done a fat loss phase and prioritized protein, you can't really undo that. You can't decide to once the diet is over, your timeline is complete to just go back to not eating protein because it just makes you feel better and more energized. Um, now, sustainable living is listen to your body. Tip number four, listen to your body. Do not just eat because you're quote-unquote not dieting and don't hold back because you're scared of losing weight. I always say this to my clients, but the body is smarter than we are. The body knows when it's full and when it's hungry and I think patience goes a long way. So listen to your body and you know, tune into yourself. How do you feel? Use some of the tricks that you've learned from your fat loss phase, if you've been through one, to to pause and say, how do I feel? Am I hungry or am I not? Could I eat a banana? Could I not? I'm not saying you need to go to bed with the banana trick tip every night, but I think in general, when you sit down for each meal, take a second to just take a big breath and how do I feel? How hungry am I? What do I need to feel better? Those things are going to help you make the best decisions for your body. Um, Tip number five, sustainable living, living nine times out of 10 should not involve calorie tracking because it's A mental exercise more than anything that takes time and mental energy that could be better spent when you're just trying to live healthy. I don't think that you need to track calories for the rest of your life and While I can tell you that some of my clients have decided to continue tracking calories after their program because that's what they want to do. They just, their brain operates that way. And there are people who have really tight financial budgets as well. They're just used to working with numbers. Some people will will say that they'd like to continue to track and that's their choice. But I don't recommend it because I don't think it's necessary. Um, Tip number five, um... Don't, well, this is actually more of a um, going into tip four, is don't ever put yourself in a place of feeling super hungry. Don't randomly, so for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a client who wrote to me a month after her um, program, and she said, hey, I just want to let you know that I was feeling a little stressed because, I, I had this like birthday party thing that turned into a night out. I ate so much. I feel so guilty, all this stuff. And so the, then the next two days, I just like didn't eat. Do you think this is okay? And I just thought, well, wait, what did you learn during my program? You know, we didn't even do that during your fat loss phase. Why would you do that? Like this is not healthy. So I just think that it goes without saying that if you have a day that or maybe I should say it, Um, if you have a very high calorie day or celebration or anything of the sort, do not feel compelled to the next day suddenly just stop eating or hold back to quote unquote make up for it. Just go back to your healthy habits of having protein at every meal, eating color, and listening to your body and enjoying the foods that you're eating and you'll be fine. One high calorie day is not going to impact your waistline. It is just as hard to gain weight as it is to lose weight. For most most people don't realize that if you really, really, really want to do it, you have to eat a lot, a lot, a lot. And a perfect example is if you're someone listening who realized one day oh my god I can't believe this but I've gained 10 pounds most of you who have experienced that kind of shock of wow I've really let myself go or I've you know that's a negative way to put it but people who have gained weight in their adult life will typically say that it happened over a two-year span where they just kind of didn't realize what they were doing and they were just eating and drinking and being merry, and over two years like oh my god I've put on 10 pounds so just know that yes in the short term your weight can fluctuate five to seven pounds women see that five to seven pound fluctuation on their period every month but that fluctuation on a scale is water weight if if it's random and just like for two days you were really high and then you were back down to your normal low weight but if you are consistently 10 pounds above your weight for 10 you know 10 days in a row weigh-ins then yeah you have gained weight and it probably took you two years to do that so um don't freak out if you've had one high calorie day just get right back on track the next day of eating healthy eating color prioritizing protein exercising moderately and listening to your body um the final tip on sustainable living is goes kind of in line with the last one, which is do not live with guilt. Nothing should be off limits in dieting, and nothing should be off limits during sustainable living. And so, if you have again a night where things are get out of hand, and you have two more glasses of wine than you planned on, and you had a full piece of cake, and then you had a breadstick at two a.m., um, that's fine. Don't have guilt about it because your body is going to respond to negative energy negatively. Instead, if you just say, wow, I had a really fun night with my friends. That that day was so memorable. I had a blast. I had fun. I enjoyed myself. And now I'm just going to get back on track. That right there is how you're going to go very far in a sustainable living. Because you're just listening to how you feel and moving on don't dwell on it let go of that guilt i think i never i don't think guilt should be in any anyway way and anywhere near food and nutrition um so prioritize those micronutrients exercise moderately s- prioritize protein listen to your body do not track calories. Um, do not starve yourself. And do not experience guilt for a sustainable life with nutrition. Definitely think all of these things go a long way. And maybe you're listening and you think that sounds like a lot. And maybe you're listening and it sounds overly simplistic. But it it's not. It's, it's simple. It's simple, but it's not simplistic. It's one of those it depends types of uh, phrases. But um, please do take note that none of this has none of these rules for sustainable living or sustainable dieting have anything to do with meal timing being specific certain foods being specific or um, any specific perfect macro ratios anything of the sort it's again much more simple than a lot of us tend to believe sometimes so make sure you take note of that and then finally the example I wanted to give you about sustainable dieting is myself from the bachelorette last weekend and the way that I want to describe it is that I weighed the same the going into it and leaving which was my new low which is amazing and basically it. Three things that I think I did to make sure that I could enjoy myself on the trip. Obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw all the cocktails that I had. Um, what's really interesting is that I was able to hit my calories because we ate very randomly. Um, and I I track, first and foremost, I tracked my calories. I knew going into it that I wanted to be underneath 1,800 calories each day And each day we had a brunch that was super late and then a dinner and very few snack opportunities in between. So during those times, like I think both days my breakfast was an omelet or some type of egg thing and protein. My dinner all three nights consisted of protein and veggies. Um, it's nice for me because I'm gluten-free that I can't have the dinner rolls on the table, but that's one really quick way to avoid extra calories. So I would have two cocktails at dinner and or one cocktail at dinner, two of the nights, and then we drank afterwards. And it was really as simple as that. It it was remarkable how simple it was to stay on track because I tracked my calories. I made sure I got protein and veggies, and I used the other calories for alcohol. I'm not saying that I felt amazing, but I felt no guilt. I mean, I wanted to drink, I wanted to celebrate. I knew I would probably feel (laughs) subpar the next day, but I stayed hydrated. I brought my milk thistle, my charcoal, my B12 and folate, my B6, my 5 HTP, all the supplements that I take, my turmeric, my gluten pills, and Quite honestly, it was the most guilt-free girls trip I've ever had. Again, sure, I had alcohol, but it was within my calorie guidelines, and it was fun. And um, if you're curious as to what I drank, I lot I drank a lot of tequila, and I do like tequila and diet coke or tequila and soda water, and a lot of white claws. I had two glasses of champagne, which were you know like a hundred calories each, and I did not have wine. And the only like specialty cocktail I had was a dirty martini. So that right there is a very good way to save the calories is to just have the simple stuff. So anyway, I hope you guys know that I'm still making a valiant effort as to lose fat before January because of my wedding dress try-on that's coming. And then I have a big trip to St. Lucia. I'm keeping you guys in the loop because I am practicing what I preach and I'm learning things as I go and living by example. So I hope that helps you. And um, please do follow along on Instagram. If you want to know a little bit more about my life, I'm at GarrettNWood. Uh, if you need any help with any of this, I want you guys to know that not only do I work with people on the Dare to Eat program for fat loss, but I often work with people who just need a healthy kind of reset with regards to nutrition and eating maintenance calories and just saying, I want to learn how to sustain my weight in a healthy way. Maybe you're one of those people that's doing two spin classes a day or um, feeling like you can't eat carbs for whatever reason or feeling afraid around food. If this is you, please contact me i'm going to put a little discount code in for my program in the in the show notes so that if this is something that you're thinking wow i just really want to talk to garrett and i want to do a program with her i would love to give you a discount so i hope that this is helpful for you guys and for my clients listening i hope this is helpful i'm very excited for you guys and um especially my, my clients and if you need anything at all let me know and as always dare to move